Ladies and gentlemen, here we are again, back with another Drake's Corner podcast. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and man, have we had a week of sports news. Um, the NFL weeks, week five, I believe it was. Um, yeah, just a lot of TMZ-esque drama, um, a few jabs thrown, and I'm not talking with the words, I'm talking with literal bops to the face. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that if you know what I'm hinting at. Uh, but let's talk about the first thing that happened. Actually, on the uh, Monday night game, Raiders-Chiefs, and we know the result, Chiefs win in heartbreaking fashion towards the Raiders. And then after the game, there was a little shove. The shove heard around the world, per se. And uh, it was between Devontae Adams and a cameraman, Devontae Adams doing the pushing. And, you know, there was a lot, I'll show the clip here, there was a lot of just murmuring about, you know, how unprofessional this this push was, how how he could do such a thing. Listen, this wasn't this wasn't a punch thrown. We'll talk about punches thrown later, okay? We'll get to that. But this was nothing, you know, malicious or anything, you know, that should be hyped up more than it is, okay? And if you see if you see an angle, it shows it happened faster than, you know, expected. He didn't premeditate pushing this guy. He didn't seek him out and say, oh, I'm pissed. I'm going to shove this guy over. No, okay, let's be honest. The dude got in his way. And if you see the clip I just showed, there. What this is this is in real-life speed. This is over-dramatized to a T, okay? An apology is the only thing necessary, as the guy did get in his way, okay? There should be no fine from the NFL. There should be no suspension. Um, you know, when you lose by a point... Yeah, don't get in somebody's way who's, you know, clearly 100 pounds more than you. Um, and he walked right in front of him with a camera, okay? This isn't, it's, he didn't fully shove him into a guardrail. This was a little, a little shove, okay? This, you know, I don't like all the, uh, the uh, hate going towards Devontae Adams over this. It was the heat of the moment. Uh, it happened a lot faster than, you know, we can see on video in real time. Uh, he didn't seek this guy out to push him over. He said he was sorry, and I, I believe that's the only thing necessary. The guy got in his way. All of this, I, you know, I could go on and on. This is over-dramatized to a T, like I already said before. Um, you know, yeah, not the best decision to, you know, put your hands on the guy, but, you know, I, I mean, if he's getting in your way, what are you going to do? Oh, hey, I just lost by a point. Let me just scoot past you here. No, no athlete's going to do that. They're full of testosterone after a game. They're full of, you know— They've been getting hit all game. What what do you what do you want this guy to do? Just, you know, put all his morals down? No, it wasn't morally incorrect. The guy got in his way. And he's a star player on a bad team right now. He's gonna feel that way. Um, yeah, maybe not the best way to handle it, but I don't think anything should be, you know, thrown his way, especially after the post game where he said, you know, he apologized, okay? So you can't expect these athletes to be perfect in every way, shape, or form. That that leads us to our next guy, Draymond Green, throwing a jab at Jordan Poole. Um, yeah, we're jumping sports here, but Draymond Green was also involved in an altercation with Jordan Poole at practice. Uh, you know, it's, TMZ paid two point six million dollars for this video for a reason, and it's one of you know you don't get you don't often get these you know uh, practice the practice footage you know that's talked about where you know infamous. There's a lot of infamous practice moments in NBA history, and, you know, uh, Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr, that could be one, or Kobe Bryant telling, you know, his Lakers teammates to, you know, stop fucking around, essentially, and, but, you know, here we have some practice footage, um, because it was the punch heard around the world, Devontae Adams had the shove heard around the world, now Draymond has the punch heard around the world, uh, let's, let's get into the, uh, kind of analytics of this, some of the best players in history are known for getting in brawls, okay, and in games, you know, 
getting in brawls in games on the court, let alone practice, okay? Shaq and Charles Barkley literally got in a punching match. Um, Michael Jordan has punched Steve Kerr in practice. Once again, Charles Barkley even punched a player in the Olympics, okay? These, these guys are, you know, renowned basketball players. They're renowned. They're one of the best to ever do it. And, you know, finally that we have, you know, footage of something in current day, and it doesn't seem to happen anymore as it used to be, which is kind of ironic. Uh, this is what competitors do. They, they fight, and especially someone like Draymond Green. He is one of the first guys I'd expect to. Uh, not saying it's cancerous, but he's a competitive guy. Um, you know, I think it's really funny because I saw a lot of the same people, you know, who'd say, oh, I, I miss the olden days of basketball where, where guys got in fights and, you know, grit and grind and Larry Bird was throwing punches at Robert Parrish. And then the same guys are saying uh, Draymond Green should be suspended for his actions or Draymond should, you know, you can't, you can't do something like that. And it's the same people saying they miss the old grit and grind of the NBA, you know, some of the old heads, you know, reminding themselves. And it's the same guys who want this old style of NBA back who are saying Draymond Green should be punished for what he did. Okay. You know, like I said, with the Devonte Adams spiel, they're competitors, they're going to fight, and, you know, sure, an internal suspension is probably necessary, but nothing by the league. This is a team thing. It's practice. They're with these guys every day, and this isn't, you know, if you're going to compare your own job to this, obviously you're not going to fist fight with your coworkers, but when they're, you know, running around sweating the entire time, uh, this it's a different game when you're, when you're talking athletics. Yeah, fights don't happen at work like this, but uh, when you have a young kid jawing at you about his contract and, you know, making fun of how you play uh, after, you know, dealing with stuff in your personal life that was you know what one of the sources said that Draymond was having essentially a rough day we're all we're all allowed to you know have rough days and um you know it's a kid running his mouth about his contract and yeah he uh he got humbled uh I'm sure this isn't going to affect their play at all especially since they're in my opinion far leagues ahead of any other team right now in basketball just the way they play um you know you can't go out on one end and say oh, I miss the old basketball uh, where guys were punching each other every game and then say Draymond Green should be, you know, punished by the league for this, okay? And it doesn't even happen as much as it used to. So it, it's, it's just a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of hypocrisy over the past 48 hours since this has happened. So, you know, it's just, you know, some of the best in history are known for fighting. Every, uh, LeBron James blowing up on Mario Chalmers, you know, back in the heat. It's just one I can remember. Um, you know, the infamous Pacers Pistons brawl, clearly a different situation. Uh, everything that everyone got out of that was deserved. Um, but yeah, these, you can't expect, you know, roses and sunflowers in a, uh, basketball setting with a ton of competitors. Okay. It's, it may, it may not be as gritty as football, but you know, I make my case here. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on the defense of both Devonte Adams and Draymond Green here. In the case of an athlete, um, you know, it, it's situational to the point where you know, yeah, most sometimes athletes are wrong, sometimes athletes are right. But I've seen, you know, growing over time, I've seen a lot less, you know, a lot less, you know, intense situations happen. And over time, it just seems like people come to just random people's defense, not even knowing the whole the whole story. And when you're surrounded by crowds, um, media, um, you know, your own teammates, just stuff like that, you know. And I've seen, and I've always thought, you know, post game stuff after 
you know, a heartbreaking loss, you know, shoving a microphone in somebody's face, you know, time after time after time for years on end in front of star players. I thought it's, I think it's a weird thing. And I think, you know, it's, it's a lot of patience for these guys and, you know, just athletes in general have, you know, equivalent levels of patience, probably to a doctor, um, you know, both getting paid amazingly. So I think that helps out a lot, but the patience that they deal with a lot with a lot of these idiots, it's it's remarkable. So that's my spiel on these athletes, you know, throwing jabs, throwing shoves. I don't have a problem with it. I think people need to stop being idiots. And I think hypocrisy plays a big part and media drives a lot of, uh, you know, I'm not, I would consider myself a part of the media, but I'm just, you know, telling it how it is rather than pushing the agenda per se. So, yeah, that's my spiel on uh violence with athletes. I, I wouldn't even call it, it's not violence. It's, you know, part of the game. It's part of the game. It's all part of the game. And there should be no suspensions, no, you know, maybe by the team, maybe a sit down. That's about it. Anyway, let's move on to it. The Fab Five Parlay. Um, here's, uh, I got five bets, two money line, two spread bets, and one over under, like we always do. And if you want to win some money, lay some money on this sucker right here for this parlay. Money line, we're throwing a baseball one here. Moneyline Braves against the Phillies. I think the Phillies suck. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about baseball just because I'm not insanely educated. But just from what I saw, um, I like the Braves. I like the Braves here. Moneyline Braves. Moneyline Buccaneers. Uh, they play the Steelers. The Steelers are a dumpster fire right now. Uh, spread bets. Here we go. I got Patriots, three and a half point underdogs. Bears, one and a half or one point favorites, essentially. Uh, half point favorites. And over under Ravens Giants I got them over 44 and a half um yeah that is my fab five parlay I should do updates on how these perform I I need to start doing that to so I can become a uh, renowned better through the YouTube community anyway NFL power rankings you know what time it is main event of the show baby um number 10 here we go the Dallas Cowboys are back in winning fashion they're four and one this win against the Rams you know, has risen their stock, uh, you know, pedestal by a million, okay? Their offense isn't insanely, um, they're not performing to an outstanding level, but my God, their defense, Micah Parsons playing at defensive player of the year level, uh, especially against a team like the Rams, the, you know, pound for pound, I think the Dallas Cowboys have um, one of the best defenses in the league, and when I say pound for pound, I mean uh, talent overall, okay? Sometimes teams can have, you know, amazing players on defense and just, um, not perform well under scheme. Uh, example A, the Steelers, you know, they lost 38 to three and they have, you know, talent all around. Uh, they're missing TJ Watt though, but hence my point, uh, the offense needs work, but Cooper rush getting it done undefeated as a starter. The Cowboys may be thinking, uh, Dak Prescott trade block. I don't know. Jerry Jones loves a winning quarterback. So, and he loves making those big decisions where he, you know, changes starters, you know, out of nowhere. So number 10, I got the Cowboys. They're playing at a uh, dynamic, un- kind of close to elite level. Uh, number nine, I got the Packers. A tough London loss against the Giants, you know, drops them down a little bit. But this, you know, it's the talent ceiling, in my opinion. That's why they lost. The Packers don't have, you know, enough big time playmakers, uh, you know, to lead them to, um, I don't know, maybe deep into the playoffs. They obviously have a worse team than last year. Uh, and the defense just shut down against the Giants late in the game. Um, yeah, there was no stopping Saquon Barkley. 
And, you know, the Packers, they'll stay around in that ten, top 10 spot, but I do not see a high ceiling for them, especially considering uh, their wide receiver talent. Um, yeah, and they mainly just focus on, you know, kind of running the ball with their two-back combo, and, and that's about it. They don't have a high ceiling, but they have Aaron Rodgers. They'll get regular season dubs, but they're not going to perform well late in the playoffs. Bold prediction. Boom. Number eight, I got the Giants. Well, aren't we all surprised? Saquon Barkley looks like a top three running back in the league after a season-ending injury last year. Their defensive coverage looks amazing. Uh, Brian DeBull is putting this team already in a playoff position. They have, you know, a bright-ass future and might sneak into a wild-card spot considering they're just, you know, taking down, you know, teams. And they're, they're just, they play hard. They play hard. And it's not, it's not, you know, rocket science to figure that out if you watch their games. They're, you know... You'd expect Daniel Jones, this is his last, uh, you know, this is his make or break year. And he's performing under pressure. All these guys are performing under pressure, but at the same time, they're playing like they have nothing to lose. They're playing hard. They're sick of the shitty, you know, New York Giants narrative. And, well, they're a top 10 team in the league right now. That that division looks great. Giants look great. Cowboys look good. Eagles, we'll talk about them here in a second. Uh, But number eight, I got the Giants. Number seven, the Bucks. Um, You know, the only... The only reason I still have them in this top 10 list, well, mainly because of, you know, they're they're not playing to their full potential, and their potential is what's getting them close dubs and keeping them in the top 10 on my list. Uh, they're 3-2, and two, and while it's still early, they have a Super Bowl ceiling, obviously, considering Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, and a great defense on paper. Uh, it's still early in the season. Uh, we see this all the time with, you, you know, slow rising teams and then they kick it in the gear towards the end of the year. I think that's exactly what's going to happen with the Bucks. Uh, but they're staying at number seven on my list. Number six, I got the Vikings. They are performing well. They're four and one and they love to start off their games extremely hot. You know, getting Justin Jefferson involved, who, you know, mainly their offense is built around their offensive capabilities are one of the best in the league. And if their offensive stars can stay healthy, I could possibly see an NFC championship run, you know, in their future, okay? I think they're a top three team in the NFC right now. Um, and, yeah, they're playing at a top-tier level. Uh, they kind of slid away the game against my Bears last week, but uh, they handled business in the first half. And, you know, it's a learning experience still through week five of the season. So, yeah, I mean, they're 4-1, and one, and they have the all the offensive talent in the world. And I could see an NFC championship. We'll see. Uh, number five, another NFC team, the 49ers. I didn't get a chance to catch, you know, their game against the Panthers. But seeing the score, they're back to their dominant ways, okay? I, I wasn't really high on the 49ers to start the season. Uh, but I see them highly as a Super Bowl contender right now considering their defense. Uh, I think pound for pound, they are the best defense in the league, fully healthy. Um, you know, they have all the weapons all around on offense, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, um, they hash out running backs in and out, and they just need to stay healthy uh, on the defensive end, in my opinion, to you know secure a deep playoff run. And I think you know they're likely for one. They're hot. They're hot right now. Uh, number four, I got the Ravens. They secured a win over division rival the Bengals, and this is exactly what they need. You know, a close win where they finally close one out. Um, I think I saw a stat that said they've been leading 98% of the time in their games and um, they should be undefeated. It's, you know, considering how they perform and then just, you know, kind of choke in the last few minutes of the game. It happened against the Bills. It happened against the Dolphins. So they're two, you know, good teams. Uh, they have a Super Bowl ceiling and, you know, quite possibly the MVP at quarterback. So a win like this will catapult them, I think, into the elite level. But the next three teams, in my opinion, are in that elite category. Number three, 
the Chiefs. The only reason they drop a spot is due to a close game, but this is going to happen against a division rival like the Raiders. Um, they couldn't seem to, you know, they started off poorly, but, you know, they're the best offense in the league with, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey catching four touchdowns. And, you know, I honestly think they're in their own realm uh, offensively. And we, we know the deal with them. We know Patrick Mahomes. We know Andy Reid. We know that scheme. Uh, they, they find ways to win offensively. Uh, the defense could use a tad bit of work, obviously, but, you know, that's not that hasn't been their uh, kind of protege throughout their years of success here. Uh, number two, I got the Bills. I think this will be the AFC title game. Once again, we're going to see it. Bills, Chiefs. One word, domination for the Bills. Josh Allen may have jumped into the top of the MVP list, uh, putting up, you know, full game stats at halftime against the Steelers. To put up that kind of performance against the Steelers' defense makes them Super Bowl favorites. Um, you know, you focus on Stephon Diggs, and then a guy like Gabriel Davis hops out for 160 and three touchdowns. So, um, yeah, they're just dominant all around. They are the most balanced team in the league, in my opinion. Uh, number one, I have the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are pound-for-pound pound better than, you know, maybe three of the teams on this list, but they're 5-0. and oh. what, more is to dis- what more is there to say? Um you know, other teams have faced bumps bumps in the road, and they've went down like the Bills and Chiefs. But uh, it wasn't pretty against the Cardinals, but they continue to find ways to win. They're going to face bumps in the road, but they're, face, they're the face of the NFC right now. They're undefeated. Uh, Jalen Hurts is playing at an elite level. They're the most balanced team, in my opinion, in the NFC. And uh, I think they're the favorites in the NFC right now. Obviously, they're 5-0. and um, Yeah, they have it all built out right now. So, that is my power rankings. Once again, top 10. We're going to do this every week of the NFL season. I cannot wait till the latter half. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. This is another episode. And uh, I appreciate all the views on the last episode. That was kind of a, uh, uh, a nice little surprise. I must have used the right uh, tags or whatnot. I don't know. But let's continue growing. I love doing this. Uh, thank you all for watching. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.